0: Kyoto koutou and welcome to Alice's Soapbox where we're getting loud for women in sports. Today we're talking sevens, and it's my absolute pleasure to welcome Sheree Kaka. Now, Sheree, she is a member of the Hamilton Girls High Dynasty. She is an Olympian gold medalist, even, and she has been a member of the Blackfern Sevens for a decade now. She talks to us about overcoming adversity, about knowing how much to share online, and she talks me through how to be less scared of dogs. So Let's begin. But what I will do is um, just crack in, like I said to you, and we want to ground ourselves on who we are and where we're from cool. um, and making sure that we've got those three questions that kick things off in that respect. So the first one being, no which is, where are you from?
1: Okay, so I could go deep here, but Ngati and Ngati Hamoa, my village in Sam was mota'a as well. Um, but I'm from the mighty Waikato. Living in the bay at the moment, as you know, with sevens you have to live here. So um yeah, that's me.
0: Mean. And then the next one for you is Na Kui, which is who are you of? We've answered a so, bit of that already.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have. But um got a big family, ten brothers and sisters. Um, dad like to get around a little bit, so he's got three three partners that he's had kids to, and then my beautiful mum who has um who's auntie Rita, to all of those kids as well. So yeah, 10 brothers and sisters and quite close with all of them too. Um, And then obviously got Gilly's family as well. So um, yeah, got a very, very big family that I come
0: from. You and me both have dads that love, um keep having kids. My dad is <laughs> now 71 and has a two-year-old. So, you know, you're never oh, too you old to become around. another big sister again, you know. I'm like, okay, yep mean <laughs> oh okay so yeah it still works at that age so all
1: right apparently That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> wow but we love them we love them yeah, thanks for my brothers and sisters dad
0: <laughs> then the last one for you bud is mawai kui which is for whom do you exist
1: Oh, I think I, I kind of just explained it then, but just my whole family. Um, I think I'll add all of my animals into that as well, though. So, Chambi, Aiko and Goosey, that's my two cat. Oh, two cats. Two dogs and my cat, and then my cows and my pigs as well. So, <laughs>
0: them along with all my family and Gilly's family. Well, they're all part of one um, big uh, ruckus that are uh, yeah. there with you on your little hobby farm, eh? Because that's what yeah. it is. Is that what they call it?
1: It, it is. We're fake farmers for sure. Um, but we're pretty lucky here. We've got maybe 20 or so acres of land and a beautiful creek off the land. So um, Gillies and I don't really like people too much. So
0: that's why we're out here, I reckon. I mean, you say that. You're funny. It's probably the same as me though too, right? Because I live out in Wainui Mata, which like if you know Te Whanganui Atara, it's out of bit, we well, actually into our kairangi like uh, out in the hut um mm-hmm. so when you're off you're off eh? you want to just yep. not talk to anyone and and be yep. no surprise pop arounds is actually ideal i don't know about you that's <laughs> that's what it is for me
1: yeah yeah and i think like as you know when, when you get a little bit older your you know your circle gets a little bit smaller and the time that you spend with your partner or your um wife or whatever it is for you guys or for anybody um like that becomes your little circle now, and so that's kind of what it is for us. We um go and spend time with people when we need to, and then when we when we have to, we pull away um and I suppose with sevens too, I see the girls all day every day, like, "I love you guys, but I don't want to see you at the supermarket. <laughs> you know <laughs> I don't want to have to have small talk and bunnings if I'm going to get some stuff <laughs> so so yeah, it's a nice like a nice space out here
0: for us to just kind of decompress. So you um, obviously, you're one of my favourite people from the internet, right? Because that's (laughs) mainly how I know you at this stage in our lives, unfortunately. Um, But that's a choice, right, for how much of you you give in that space. Like, how do you, how has that come about? Was it conscious or were you just, you know, being cheeky?
1: No, I'm actually really lucky. Um, I, when I first wanted to, you know, just share a bit of a bit of me or share a bit of happiness into the to the world through social media. I had Ruby, Ruby Tui help me out with um, you know, just making sure that I was protecting myself at the same time. So um whenever I need anything, she's always there to give me advice on on kind of the how to's. Not on how never on how to get likes, never on how to get followers, but just how to um give your genuine self but in a way that's still protecting me too. Um, so yeah, I was very, very lucky to have her at the start, and then also just learnings along the way of you know putting something out there and being like shit that was probably too much pulling back <laughs> a little bit um but uh, yeah I think I think I've got it down pat now where um I give just just enough to for people to get an insight into mine and Gillies' lives, and you know i'm I'm not gonna share my address with anybody or you know i never put i never put my tried not to put my nieces and nephews online and stuff because although they're my babies, they're not my babies. So I um, just want to protect my family and stuff too. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting balance, eh? Because like I'm sitting here talking to you and essentially I'm only doing that because I yell at my phone on the internet, right? Like- <laughs> <laughs> keyword yell, keyword yell. No, I know I'm speaking at a regular um, volume today, which is very off-brand. But uh, no, I love know, it. It's
1: the- passionate.
0: But it's like, it's that whole thing of, you know, we have this tool now, particularly when it comes to women in sport, that, you know, we don't have to go through those gatekeepers that for ages have been part of that process around thinking that they these voices, not giving them those platforms. We're just taking them for ourselves, right? And that's got to be part of your conscious decision, Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I I didn't think of that at first. So like the purpose of me putting up videos was just to make one person smile that day. Like that's the only purpose that I had for my whole page. And then when I saw kind of like the
0: um, oh, is, what's discrepancy mean? Discrepancy means <laughs> like difference, I guess, in like two things. So it's a, you wouldn't necessarily okay. yeah. That's the right word. Yes, go Ray.
1: Right. I'm okay. so proud of me for that word. Yeah. <laughs> um, between like you know males and females and the stuff that we were getting, um, through social media, mm. kind of just you know what um the men's teams were getting compared to what the women's teams were getting, and I was like, actually, you know, I I need to do this myself. Like if if no one else is going to do it, then fine, I'll just I'll just put out myself, as you said, um, and people started listening. So I was like, why 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 should I stop here, um. So that's kind of, you know, with raising the awareness and stuff that I'm doing now too. That's that's just the point of it. I'm like, I'm I'm amazing. I know that. A lot of people know that now, but so is everybody else, man. Like there's in our Sevens team alone, there's so many characters in our team. And I just want people to know who they truly are. Um, like who cares if they can make a tackle or anything? But bro, Georgia, Michaela, Elena, Reese, funny as fudge like such cool characters and, yeah okay <laughs> funny as fuck bro like yeah man, like just honest just so much energy in our team and people don't actually know that like you can see Stacey you can see Porsche, you can see you know the ones that have been in the team for a long time and the ones who are portraying themselves um you know out there now themselves but for the ones that actually don't know how to do that I want to be the one to do that for them because, you know, there's, yeah, there's cool, cool as people in our team.
0: And it's also just like geeing people up into a little bit, eh? Because it's so interesting, Mm. like a lot of people, um, you know, during the World Cup uh, that was here, my favorite people to talk to were like all the old girls that had turned up right? Like, all the 91ers and, and you know, like, people like, yeah, Sophie de Goody's mean, but her mum, Stephanie White, who was the first captain of Canada in 87 and through to 91, and, like, what a legend she is, because she's ended up doing a bunch of fundraising for their team and stuff like that, but it's, like, oh, all wow. of those people that, like, because particularly when they were playing, they were told that they weren't worth anything. They are mm. real up uh, even now about, like, talking about how cool they are and how they should own it and like man it really doesn't take like that much if you just gas someone up a little bit then they might actually start believing it eh that like nah, yeah. you're mean bro <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and that, and that's what I try to be for people too and I think because I do it myself nobody does it for me but that's okay I you know I say it to myself in the mirror all the time and force Gillies to do it for me um but yeah that, that's just what I love doing for people and we're quite like lucky now with um the social media stuff that we get, like Rachel Fariai too, the, the work that she's doing within our sevens space, within the women's rugby space, like she is just unreal. And yeah, we like love having her on and we're very lucky to to
0: be like have that these days. I will ask you about sevens in a minute, but this is an interesting thread, so I'm going to keep pulling it. When you are being yourself, that's really cool. And I think that's something that people underestimate the value of too, right? Which is like... Some people might not like you when you're putting yourself out and you're being that loud, but how important that is, not just as like athletes, but also just for other women, other Maori, other Pacifica people to see, because all of these groups, the things we have in common is being told, like, make yourself smaller, you know, shush, be quiet, like somebody else's time or earn your right to say these things. So actually just taking up space and not asking permission, like that, that's radical, man. That's so important.
1: Yeah, that, it's making my like blood boil. I'm glad it's not showing through my face. But that is what I used to do. Like I used to kind of dumb myself down, dim my light and not be so loud, not be so um, intense, especially on social media, because you, like I could feel the energy shifts. I could feel the side eyes a little bit. I could feel people mocking me for putting things out there. But now I'm just like, actually, it's not about those people who, who are trying to dim my light it's about the ones who um who find hope in my videos who find inspiration it's for those little Samoan moldy kids that look at me and they're like oh she's she's like me I want to do that too um it was really hard to get used to though because it was people in the rugby community that kind of were negative um and you know I did think it was, you know, friends and stuff that I, I used to have as well. So it was quite hard to break um, to break myself from, from those chains. Oh, that sounds like a song, eh? But <laughs> you know, to break free, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, it was hard. But, um, you know, like you're, you're going to get mocked for anything you do.
0: So why not just do it? Hard out, mate. Like that's something, you know, as I've got older. Because I am a little bit older than you, um, <laughs> is that, that, that whole piece around like externalizing discomfort. Because so many people, like just by who, nature of who you are, are going to be uncomfortable in your presence, and mm-hmm. like it's really important. I think when we're young, we internalize a lot of that, and we take that on as like our issue. When really, it's like that person's just never going to like you, even if you're the best behaved, even if you follow all the team rules, do all that. They're never going to like you anyway there's like a lot of vulnerability I think in what you do like even can I just say even you ask me what that word means, like two seconds ago right (laughs) like but like not being embarrassed to learn in front of people that then gives people confidence to do the same right and is that like is that again I guess is a nature of you've been doing that for ages in terms of your sport
1: yeah I think in, in terms of sport and then in terms of just learning about life and stuff as well um like I just understanding who I was and that I wasn't perfect and then sharing how I learned how to how to move forward. Um I'm always curious about myself and figuring out um, you know, how my brain works, figuring out how I interact with others and all that sort of stuff. So um when I ex, I think I just ended up putting it out there and I was like, actually I'm pretty good at this. Um mm. and the amount of people that were coming to me saying thank you so much, like, um I'm going through the same thing but I was too shame or shy to you know share it with anyone else or recognize it so knowing that someone else is in the same boat um better yet a New Zealand rugby player it was yeah it's, it's quite cool so um it's something that I intentionally do now like if there's something that I've learned that I want to share with others I'll put it out there but if it's something I'm still going through you won't hear from me
0: I of yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you can't you can't live all of your most poor personal traumas online because yeah. then that's another hole. Then, then we've got you to have have send me to the
1: mental institution, bro. There's no way I'd still be here if I was sharing yeah. it for you guys.
0: <laughs> all right, well, let's get back to, like, why the heck I'm talking to you. So we're obviously yeah. doing this episode. <laughs> This was me just being nosy. No, this episode is obviously about sevens. So for those people that know and love the game, it's probably maybe if they've seen a woman playing an overball game in recent years, it's probably the first one they've seen, right? Because it's Mm. been the one that since 2016, when we were in the Olympics for the first time, that was that game changer. And that since then it has led the the way really for, again, overball games and that first really to be professional, to be, you know, up there on the world stage to have little people start being able to recognise and say names. Um, and that comes with it, though, lots of pressure, right? Eh? Because you've mm. been in this team now for 10 years. Does yeah. it feel like 100?
1: No, actually, I only feel like I've been in it for two years now because I've been in and out for so long and, um, like, I genuinely know who I am now. And so it's a little bit different. Like, the person who was in the team... I don't know eight years ago or 10 years ago that wasn't me so um or sorry it was a it was a part of me so I felt like I was partly in the team and um now I'm exactly where I belong and who I am is yeah it's just it's just different it feels different um so it doesn't feel like long but geez 10
0: years flew by like mm. looking back do you think you were pretty hard on yourself at 17 like to be like I don't know it's pretty impossible the expectations you're putting on yourself to start straight away do you think that was yeah. ego or do you think that was like yeah just too big like what you were dreaming for yourself at step one
1: Um, I reckon a lot of it was ego because I was given a lot and I, or not given a lot like I was fucking good at what I did um, mm. like I was I was an athlete but I think because I wasn't exposed to um lots of rugby like there is now I just thought oh you know I'd I'd come and I'd I'd be good at it so yeah I think once my ego did get hit and I was like oh I'm actually not as good as I thought I was um you know you can only go one of two ways you can work harder and and get there or you can just stay stagnant and I unfortunately stayed stagnant um and I think it was hard too because like at the time, our environment wasn't that great. Um, When I was first in, you know, we had a, we had a coach that people, some people didn't agree with, some people did agree with. And so, um, you know, just my, my brain, like being that young, I was just mentally drained and mentally fucked. So it was easier just to leave than stay and deal with it. Um, But the people who did stay and deal with it, like look at Michaela Blyde now. She's a fucking star. She's, like she stayed in it she did what I wish I did um but I obviously chose a different path and now she's like the best winger in the world um you know so like that is probably the differences in I think maybe one our upbringing and um two just the decisions that we we both differently made and I'm just yeah so so proud of what she's done
0: Yeah, but also, like, you know, different challenges along the way too, right? Like, it's Mm. everybody's path they've walked is really different. And, you know, 2016, we didn't pick up gold, I think, in large part because of um, that leadership, unfortunately. Um, And I think also, though, like, you have a duty of care when you are an adult in the room and you're bringing young women into that space to be supporting them and to know, like, I know this – In my local club team, we've got a bunch of 16-year-olds that have get cleared and play women's rugby with us. And we know, me and my um, old mate who played rep stuff since we were kids, we knew the main reason we were coaching them was not to really try and teach them rugby but because they're already flash ass at that. But it was Mm. to teach them how to be, like, better rugby people because, you know, yeah, you might know all the moves, but if you're dissing your team out about it, like, nah, that's not how we operate here. Like Mm -hmm. if you know it's your job to teach, not to mock, like that type of stuff is what you do as like a if you've seen this space. And I think sometimes, like I say, this is a unique part of women's rugby that we have to learn at the top. But that also then needs to be a unique part of coaching women's sports is knowing that you're gonna have to do more than just deliver a game plan. Do you know what I mean? Like it Mm -hmm. is gonna take more to hold that and you've had more in that environment too, haven't you? Oh,
1: yeah, definitely have, like, um, with the coaches that we have, Corey Bunce, um, Maley Bunce, he was the one that kind of picked me up from the ground and and brought me to the top. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm actually, like, really grateful for what happened in 2016 because then we wouldn't have what we have now. Um, And there's, yeah, I'm just always grateful for the work that the leadership um, did in 2016, the players, I mean, Mm. um, and how they turned it around to what it is now. Um, I can't say I had any part in that, but I was was there watching it and now I'm just like, thank you so much because I can come back and I can be happy and
0: (laughs) I appreciate you guys. Sevens is a funny one too because we've got like the year-round tournament that goes and actually things have changed with that too. There's now more equity between the men's and women's. We're all at the same tournaments now. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, all at the same tournaments, all following each other. Which is fucking annoying at the same time because honestly, it takes so long to get an omelet from the breakfast station when it's the men's and women's team. I'm like, Oh, bro, like go
0: somewhere else. The cool, but you won your eggs. Um <laughs> Yeah. The, okay, so you could get around all of the legs for that now um it's better for me as a fan can i just say because since they merged the um social media accounts i was getting yeah. real ho seeing tournaments i'd be like oh mean where are the um the black ferns sevens playing and then it would just be the boys that we and i'd be like huh i'm not yeah. interested in that i mean no yeah. disrespect but like you know this is that's the team i follow i want to know where that's going on um yeah You've obviously got Gillies who's had this experience as well, right? But it's one thing to say, oh, it's cool because you've got a partner that's also in the sport. But I think there would be an expectation, surely, because a lot of his colleagues, right, would have his, their wives or partners just pick up and go around with them. So it's actually like a different challenge, right, to be both trying to compete at that high level. And you're not in a shadow. You're out there doing your own thing as well. Like how do you guys make that work? Easier now he's retired, surely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm semi-retired. I don't know if he's going to go back. Who knows with him? <laughs> um but now like sometimes i i forget like like the legend sevens player that he was just the other day i put some highlights out on tiktok and everyone was like oh you know gillies is my favorite player and i was like shit you know i'm, I'm telling him to cook the dishes like your favorite player i'll cook the, cook the dishes you can tell i'm not in the kitchen eh? <laughs> Anyway, yeah that's kind of the like it's cool to remember um, what he did and what he did for the game and so um, it's not a being in a shadow or anything, it's like man, I want to I wanna do what, what he does, like his his footwork, his goosey, his speed, like I want him to teach me all of that to so then go and better, be a better player um, mm. It was hard at first because, you know, we were we understood each other and that we were always going to be busy but, you know, he'd come home and then two days later I'd leave and then um he moved to Japan and so like you said like the wives were there with their partners cooking them dinners and you know with their kids and everything and he didn't have that um so the the differences in me training and then him going out and doing his thing and us trying to understand how how we're feeling like it, it was hard not being able to sit down and look each other in the eyes hold hands and talk about it like i'm not going to lie it was a, it was it was fucking hard um mm-hmm. and so now having him home it's like I reckon that's helped my game heaps just because um when I need to vent about something that's happened at training I can do that with him and not do it to another teammate because then that starts shit within the team
0: so yeah for sure it's that sacrificial teammate eh? because the people always talk about that like sports is such a weird job in a way because yeah it's the stuff you do on the field but it's so like you're never not an athlete when you're like in season because you're like so restricted in terms of what you can eat, what type of training schedule and stuff you're on, your sleep patterns, mm. all of that. Like, honestly, athletes are pretty boring. In real life. <laughs> we, <laughs> in are, we are. We are. It's amazing because you're so, you've got to be so selfish in a way, right? Like in yeah. order to be able to do what you have to do for your team.
1: Yeah. And what other rugby team, apart from our sevens boys, goes all year round? And has to you know travel that much um throughout the year no other team does that no other team is centralized for the whole year like we are um so yeah it, it's just different and and the training that we're doing are fucking tiring bro like <laughs> and so that's what i mean like i don't want to sit around and talk and have dinner with my team i want to go home and
0: decompress <laughs> and so um talk to me about this olympics so obviously it it means more really doesn't it like as we have sevens world cup and we have commonwealth games and we have a lot li- but the olympics is really the one you want to win right
1: yeah oh i'm a, i'm a little bit different like i love olympics um you know it is a goal and everything but i just think my time is so short in this jersey that every single tournament means a lot to me um and who knows, I could be all shit saying that we could, you know, get to the Olympics and, and I'm like, nah, this is my everything, you know? But like <laughs> for the moment I like to think that um, you know, every training day, every time I put the jersey on, it's it's just as important as Olympics, World Cup, a series or anything. Um and I'm just like I'm just having fun with what I'm doing at the moment. Um, so yeah, like I think for most of the team it'll be that. Um and then some of us will just be, you know, kind of just um making the most of
0: what we're what we're doing right now. So yeah. That's a mark of I guess that personal growth that you've been through though, right? Like to you have to kind of start divesting yourself from outcomes because let's be honest, like our sports are so random. You can have all the best plans in the world, but you hit a ruck wrong and then that's that's it, right? Yeah. So you have to you have to be and, and that's something that I've seen from you, right, has been that ability to kind of rebuild you, you first, and then the rugby was the icing on top, eh?
1: Yeah, yeah, or well, maybe the, you know, there was the the plate that was holding me up a little bit at the bottom, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like, and, and as you say, I've had three major surgeries, then we had Niall who missed the Olympics because of her neck injury, um, then we've just had Sarah who just did her ACL. Mm-hmm. So like anything can happen. Um and we're like I'm very lucky that I have had those three surgeries. So I know what's important to me. Um and rugby is important to me, but it's not it's not everything. I'm I'm not Sheree the rugby player. I'm you know Sheree Kaka, the wife, the the dog mum, the you know, the bread lover, the butter lover. Um <laughs> just,
0: because you are which is like I was like what a dog psychologist yes
1: oh yes so I um did a some papers Michaela did the same too and dog psychology and dog training because when I was over in Japan I was like fuck I can't just sit around and you know because I can't cook I'm kind of clean and so I'm like <laughs> how am I to call myself a wag if I'm like you know <laughs> I was like, so I'm gonna go and study so I can say that I'm a student and not have to say that I'm a wag, otherwise I have to do all the cleaning and stuff. So I went and did yeah, I went and did this paper. Um I think it was took me six months or something where yeah, I yeah, did dog psychology and dog training and then came home and then did a bit more of that too. So yeah.
0: You can give me advice because 'cause I'm scared of dogs. I um Oh no,
1: I'm no, ending this yeah. chat. Nice to talk to you. <laughs>
0: no you can help me so I was I was um I was bit by one oh when was that not that long ago two years ago um oh yeah. shit yeah it was it was full on um so I am so nervous around them now and I'm never sure what I'm supposed to be doing just like so for example the other day I had to park my car and then walk down the road to this place right and classic there was a dog and it was barking and I was like oh okay straight away I can feel my heart going because I got that nervousness in me right And then the dog came out on the road behind me, and I was like, nah, don't look back, don't look back. Just keep walking at the same pace and don't pay any attention to the dog. Was it on a lead? No, it was just free range. And that was the same as the one that had bit me. It was just like, um, yeah, it just came at me. So it wasn't ideal, right? What am I supposed to do, Sheree, when when they're barking at me and I'm feeling nervous? Am I just supposed to walk away? What am I supposed to do?
1: Okay, so the first thing is all you dog owners that are listening to this, put your fucking dogs on the lead if you can't control them. Honestly, (laughs) it's your fault if your dog goes and bites somebody, okay? (sighs) Okay, and then second of all, it kind of depends. Like, if they're running up at you, it's better just to stand still and kind of not like make them any more hypo, but just keep walking and ignore them if you can. Definitely no. ignore, not like turn to them and be like, hi, puppies. Because <laughs> like, then they could jump up on you and that would like make you scared and you might fall over and stuff. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Like, that's the, that's the, I'm trying to like coach myself into just continuing <laughs> to walk into that regular place. Like, don't show that I'm scared. Just pretend like, it's just like when I first started playing rugby and I was the tiny white girl on the wing and I was like, don't show anyone I'm scared. <laughs> I, um, a question that I ask everyone that jumps on here is around your tuakana and your tainers, right? And who it was when you first came into, you know, your the sevens game or just rugby in general. Um, was it that like just really changed the game in your experience for you? probably my Waikato sisters because
1: we weren't centralised at first when we first got contracted so there was Karlo Honey Hani Hireme, um Jordan Weber, um Chelsea came in at, at some stage too I think so just being able to train with people like them are um, oh, just unreal and then when I got into the team um, it was Bindi, it was Hoodie, it was Ruby, um, yeah they kind of shaped who I am like there's um a lady holly graham who used to work with um hamilton uh, hamilton girls high school touch too she's probably one of the ones that um helped a lot of the hamilton girls high schools come to be where they are and be in our team now so she is definitely somebody that helped me get to where i am um she was that for a lot of us hamilton girls high school girls coming up um yeah. ob- obviously crystal she was my first rugby coach also had um Teresa She's Joseph now, I eh? Teresa Joseph. I think Tatumaki? so, yeah. Yeah, had her as well and um, played with them in varsity. So, a lot of those varsity crew, they helped me to be the rugby player today. I wasn't, they didn't help me um, off the field though in the clubs when they should have <laughs> smacked me around the ears and took me home. But
0: <laughs> yeah, good times. So, those of you that don't know, uh, Teresa Tetamaki is now the All Blacks Physio. So, you know, what an epic. Um, Is she?
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You heard it here
0: first for me. I did not know that. I need not message I, I, her. I heard that that's like public news. Yeah, not like <laughs> it, you heard it here first. Whoops. Oh my I think gosh, that's that's what, feel like that's not a secret.
1: No, honestly, I'm terrible with any news <laughs> or information. That's why with Raising the Awareness, it takes me ages because I have to, like, go and find information, and I'm fucking terrible at it.
0: So that's Teresa Tetamaki, and then Bindi, who she's making reference to, that's Linda Aitinu, who is mm-hmm. now the um, assistant coach of the Blues Wahine team. Um, yeah. After I rec- I'm, I'm expecting big things from the Blues this season, to be honest. Ooh. And it's so cool because Bindi's actually going to be coaching her little sis, who's come back from having her really? boss, so Yeah. Oh, cool. And then Niall, too. Niall's joining yeah. them. Yeah. So. They're so stacked. Like are yeah. stacked i i have but you know hovering... the blues are always stacked in men and women we gotta hope it's the 90s because Auckland were were legendary in the 90s so yeah. we're gonna hope that that's that moment for them okay so that's your talk Anna. what about your taina what about little sisters that you're excited who are coming in and you're like man i'm gonna be so excited to be in your biography one day because you're gonna be a legend
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh i've got heaps um There's Recy Pody Lane, there's Alena Sayli, there's Georgia Miller, there's Tanika Willison, there's Jasmine Hotham, um, there's, oh gosh, there's Kelsey, there's Manaya, there's Mahina. Like, just everybody who is in our team at the moment, though, they're going to be stars. Like, once they get their opportunity, once they can get the amount of game time that, you know, I got last year, they're going to be stars. Like, watch this space for all of them. There you go. Just watch the whole team.
0: Honestly,
1: watch the whole team, bro, (laughs) because, like, recently, like, first time captaining in the um, tournament's just gone and she's yeah. just a baby like I don't I think know, she's a baby saw... anymore actually I think she's like 23 or
0: 24 but that's baby to me <laughs> oh I mean and definitely to me I know when I saw her name I was like whoa that's a big call because there is a lot yeah. of you know experienced heads I probably would have expected maybe Stacey Waka or you know to be um named and so it was like oh mm. that's cool though you know to give the young ones that chance to show that leadership in that space yeah. too eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah um, not an easy job to do. Nah, nah especially when you've got the
1: amazing Sarah Headney, who's like one of the best leaders in the world. So,
0: yeah, no big deal. Just, just follow yeah. on from here. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, um, my like moniker online is to be the um, a soapbox, right? So the soapbox being the thing that you climb up on. I actually have. Do you know? I actually got one the other day, so that now when I'm out and about, I can actually pull it out and climb up Wait, on I it. I didn't know For what real? a soapbox is. It's like basically like a crate. So, in the old days, when like a preacher would be preaching on the corner, they'd climb up on a crate, <laughs> stand there and yell at you about the things they cared about, right? So, I've got one now. Well, So, that's not your last name? No, my last name's Soper. So, it's close. Oh my gosh. I just <laughs> thought that was your last name. No, nah, no, nah, it's just wordplay, mate. <laughs> Lucky that's um, getting closer. So, no, no, Soper's You're Too the last tricky name. for me. That's like I say. People climb up, they make noise about something. If I was yeah. going to put the box down and you were going to climb up and you are going to make some noise about Sevens or whatever it is, what do you want people to hear when you're standing up there and you're making your noise?
1: Oh, with Sevens, um, hmm. maybe with Sevens, just remember who we are. Like remember the people that you loved in 2016 um, and come and support us, man. Like we're still here. We're not going anywhere. Um you know, we we've got our name it's Tedopungle, that's something that's ours. That's that's the seven's name. We're here strengthening it, we're growing it. Um so we just want you guys to be a part of it.
0: I didn't know you had your own name. That's cool. When did that happen? Yeah, so
1: Tedopungel is ours. Um I'm not sure when it happened, but um I think it was last year our coach said or maybe it was Stacy too, so like the Black Ferns they have Mamaku,
0: mm. and then
1: we have we have Tedopungle. And so, mm. yeah, that's what our firm is called. That's what our team team is called. So, yeah, like that's, that's really? something that the sevens that we own and, yeah, no one can take that away from us
0: nah it's important like they yeah. say that unique unique history unique identity and and when you're saying give love to sevens of course we have to because like i say they pushed this modern way of professionalism that we're all enjoying you know that mm. sellout we had at that rugby world cup final all of those pieces are all connected it's all the same circle right no one's above or yeah. below. there's no favorite sports all pushing for the same thing and we all needed each yeah. other in order to yeah. get there and
1: I- that's not to say we're not trying to go up against the Ferns or anything. Like, we're together.
0: Love us both. <laughs> <laughs> Love more women's sports is basically yeah, the plan. I just kept loving <laughs> more. Now, rapid-fire questions to finish with here. All right? Okay. You ready? I'm terrible at these. <laughs> I know me too. I talk for 20 minutes on them. Anyway, <laughs> TikTok or Instagram?
1: Oh, I'm going to TikTok these days. Nah, fair.
0: Me too. Would you rather wake up super rich or super fit? Oh, super rich. Yeah. You can just yeah. pay for a pinky.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'd pay for a chef. I'd pay for a masseuse. I'd, oh, I'd, masseuse. I'd, you know,
0: I'd pay for everything that I needed, like LeBron. <laughs> um, and what's a song you're going to add to our Match Day playlist? Match day playlist.
1: Oh, okay. Um, there's a song that um Gail Broughton just showed me. It's called "Back It Up and Dump It." So I just like became obsessed with it.
0: Like, there, there we go. Yeah, I, I want. I'm. I'm. I'm gearing you up to sing a bit because apparently <laughs> your teammates told me that you will because you think you're Beyonce. Apparently, this is what I've heard.
1: I do think I'm Beyonce. Well, I call myself Beyonce. I say that someone gave me that name, but I gave it to myself.
0: Um,
1: But there is definitely better singers than me in the team, but they don't have the Mm -hmm. stage presence that I do. (laughs) Mahina Paul, (laughs) bro, Merirangi sister. She's like, yeah, she's the best singer in our team. Her and Dice Whale like very, very good singers.
0: I didn't know that about Dice. I guess she hasn't been, yeah. I know, when they they first
1: sang... Cause it was when I first came back into the team and we were like out one night and we were doing karaoke and they started singing. And I was like, Oh, someone's better than me. <laughs> oh no. I'm like, I'm not the one in the team anymore. But I, yeah, I hated it. I hated it. But at the same time, I'm like, you guys look really cool.
0: No, look, I'm <laughs> jealous of all of you. You know, I, I'm, um, I'm a good like I'll bring you volume in the back, but you don't want me to be leaving any solos. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's yeah, yeah, I know I, what I, you mean. And then finally, what was the least athletic thing you did this week? What
1: I do? Oh, I sat on the couch for three hours eating caramel apples <laughs> <laughs> because Michaela and I want to start a business, a caramel apple business. So I had to test out the caramel. Um, oh yeah, didn't go too well. So I just ended up eating them more.
0: What are you going to call your caramel apples? Is there a name for this book? We're not
1: sure yet. We've had like some suggestions like apple bottom jeans, mm. um, but we're not sure yet.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. That's all I've got for you. There's like a thousand more things on my notes, but I always knew this was going to happen. So I'll just say thank you very much, mate. I so love the the energy and hype you bring to whatever it is you're doing, but I'm, I'm pumped to see uh, what Seven's next season, well, 2024, is going to look like. A massive thank you once again to Sheree. I hope you all enjoyed that one as much as I did. If you want to continue this conversation, jump over to our socials on women's sports, where all the good places are. I'll see you in the comment section.